0: This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not so nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Lacey, and I'm Ashley, and this is United States of Murder. This week, we're in Minnesota, discussing two sisters who went missing while back-to-school shopping. So buckle up and join us on this dark and twisted ride through the land of 10,000 lakes. So, my case was Suxville too, huge. So, on September 2nd, 1974, 15-year-old Mary Riker... Or wrecker. You know, I can never pronounce names. It's R-E-K-E-R. So her and her little sister, Susie, who was 12, headed out to do some school shopping at Zare's, which was a local discount store. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot like Walmart, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. It was around 11 a.m. and their mom really wanted them to wait for their other siblings to go, but... The girls kept on bugging and bugging and bugging. And so finally mom was like, okay, just, just go. So Mary was born May 19th, 1955. She was the oldest of six. She had two brothers and three little sisters. She was a sophomore at St. Francis high school in little falls, which was an all girl private school. And she wanted to be a teacher when she grew up. Oh, I know. So sweet. So, Susie was born July 4th, 1962, and she played the violin in the school orchestra. I know. Yeah, pretty hard, hard instrument it. to learn. And she wanted to be a professional violinist when she grew up. Wow. Yeah. Big aspirations. Mm-hmm. So, they were good girls, well-behaved, great students, and they had a lot of friends. So, I'm just kind of giving you. They were just your all-American good, sure. good girls. So, anyways. So, Dad was painting the house, and Mom was hanging up the laundry, very beaver cleaver, when the girls left the house. So, the store was only about a mile away, and they took off walking. Mary was going to look for a new winter coat. So, at 6 p.m., the girls weren't back home. Mom and dad start calling friends, calling family, you know, have you seen them? Did they come over there? But no one had seen them. So, they immediately contacted the police. They were like, this is not, mm-hmm. this is not, yeah. our girls would do this. Something, Something's wrong. So, cops came over, start, you know, talking to the other kids in the house, like, were your sisters happy? You know, Mary was 15, was the 70s, so they were like, you know, could she have ran away maybe was she dating anybody maybe she ran away with them but all the kids were like no they they were you know they were happy and they wanted to be at home so then they told the parents they were probably just out with friends or you know just running late but the parents knew that something was wrong and i'm sure that was very frustrating i couldn't imagine i couldn't imagine max being gone and the cops not listening to me Oh, I, know. I can't. And not, you know, you know your children. Yeah. So they told the police, you know what, we're just going to get a search party together of our friends and we'll go look for them. Good for them. And the cops were like, no, <laughs> don't do that. What? Because you're going to disrupt the community and oh, get everybody in an no, uproar. No, 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 no. And it's super early and they may be home later. So we'll just start tomorrow morning and start. Yeah. And we'll, we'll go from there. Just give it, give it the night to see if they come home. What? And I'm like, hello, the Let's first, give it the night, the first 48 hours that a child is missing is the most crucial right? time to try to, Ugh. so yeah, that, that no, it just, no, no, it's no. very, it's very irritating so that, you know, they were like in the morning we'll go out and we'll start investigating more blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that they just really couldn't do any more that night. It was dark and... we did not have flashlights It's, the 70s. Ir- it's irritating. <laughs> the 70s were irritating. So the next day, September the 3rd, a ticket salesman at the bus station said he saw a girl that matched Mary's description buy a ticket to Little Falls, which was about 45 minutes away. Hmm. So the police contact the family and they all go to the bus station in Little Falls to wait for the bus to arrive. All the people get off. Girls do not. So I'm sure they went from we found our children to sure. now we're back. So there was a girl that got off that kind of looked like Mary. So it's mom possible. and possible. It was never. It, the mom number. and dad asked her, you know, did you see? And No. She yeah. hadn't seen any more kids on the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, no, it was poor parents. Police were stomped. mm not that they seem to be concerned to begin with. But <laughs> yeah. they went to the shopping center and asked around. The manager at a shop co-store said he had seen the girls walk past around noon that the day before, Labor Day. Okay. So yeah. he did see them walk by around noon. So they know they made it to the shopping center. At 1 o'clock, a neighbor of theirs, Jacob Younger, said he chatted briefly with the girls at the Zares, so they made it there. He told them the girls were walking towards the grocery section, which was by the women's coat section, Mm -hmm. which is, like I said, must have been like Walmart and everything. So he, Mm -hmm. you know, they were headed that direction. He also told them he overheard Susie. Tell her big sister, I don't want to go with that man. I don't like him. Let's not. What? Yes. But Jacob said he didn't see the man that she was talking about. Hmm. So he doesn't know what she was referring to, but she, he did hear her say that as they were walking away. Police also found Mary's diary when they were at the house okay. questioning the yeah. kids. They were kind of looking around to see if anything was amiss. And they found her diary, so they were flipping through, and they found a very ominous entry the day before. So September 1st. They went missing September the 2nd, which was Labor Day. So on September the 1st, Mary wrote, Should I die, I ask that my stuffed animals go to my sisters. What? If I am murdered, find my killer what? and see that justice is done. I have a few reasons to fear for my life. And what I ask of you is important. In group. Yeah. Pretty chilling Um, for a 15-year-old to write in their diary. I didn't think that's where that was going to go. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. What in the world? Yeah. So on September the 16th, now we're two weeks out, flyers were made and distributed around the surrounding cities with pictures and descriptions of the girls, and a $10,000 reward for information. Mary was 15 years old, 5'3", 115 pounds, brown hair, green eyes, and wore wire-rimmed glasses. She had on blue jeans, brown Oxford shoes, a short sleeve white sweater, an army fatigue shirt with Riker stitched above the left pocket. Hmm. Susie, who was 12, was four eleven, a hundred pounds, had long brown hair that hit her waist, and brown eyes. She was also wearing navy blue corduroy pants, gold wire rimmed glasses, a white cotton jacket, and low cut boots. They How had, old was Susie? She was twelve. Oh, they had very little cash on them, only enough to yeah. go shopping. So the search now consisted of police, FBI, in the community. So everybody's looking for these two girls, mm-hmm. but there was no luck with the posters or the reward offered on September the 28th. Two teenage boys were out rock climbing and playing around uh, at Wait park quarry, which I guess was kind of like it had like walking trails and like rocks to climb and there, everybody got there and swam. It was just kind of the hangout mm-hmm. place. So, they were there um, rock climbing and came across little Susie's body under a bush. She had been stabbed 13 times in her upper torso. Police were called and they began searching the area. They found Mary's clothes thrown over the side of the quarry on a cliff. Like someone had tossed them, like trying to throw them away or get, get them out, hide them. So, they called divers in, and about four hours later, they found Mary's partially naked body in the bottom of the quarry. She was under about 40 feet of water. When she was pulled from the water, her watch was frozen at 3.25 p.m. Wow. I know. It's terrible. It's awful, awful. Her bra had been cut into four pieces. Her sweater was sliced apart, and the front of it was never found. So, they just, whoever did it, just cut it away. She had been stabbed six times in the chest. A hotline was set up for any information. Yeah, I know. Your face. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, you know, police now have a time frame from 11 when they left the house till roughly 3 Mm -hmm. o'clock. Her watch stopped at 325. So, on October 2nd, 1974, the family laid their daughters to rest. Over a thousand people came out to show their support and comfort the family. And I know it's, it's I awful. if the killer was there. I would be <sighs> just eyeing the crowd. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of people. Oh, my gosh. One thing, it's strange that if you're going to hide a body... I'm assuming that's why you wanted to throw her in the water. Why not throw Susie's body in the water too? Yeah. Instead of just dragging it that under a bush and and weird. I'm also kind of like if this is such a well visited place by the locals, how did they daylight, not right? yeah. How did they not find her body for 2 weeks if it was just laying True. under a bush mm-hmm. or the clothes hanging off the side? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. So police thought that this was done by at least two people and that they knew the area to know where the quarry was. Like I said, it was also used for swimming and fishing. Mm -hmm. The deepest area was 116 feet. Wow. And it was just three miles from the girl's home. So I know it's terrible. So, there were about 300 suspects. No, I'm playing. There's not. But there's like... My eyes been I know. Coming. They did. That's why I was like, no, I'm playing. So, there's uh, there's like five or six. So, I'm going to tell you about the okay. suspects. Now, this this has never been solved. So this Oh, is my some, gosh. I know. Sorry. I normally like an unsolved case because it's intriguing. But at the same time, I'm... How can someone get... It? Oh, my God. Yeah. So, this has never been solved. And I'm going to... Tell you about all the suspects and let you draw your own conclusions now. So, oh, okay, okay. Suspect number one was um, Reverend Acroft. He was a monk at Saint John's Abbey. He was accused of sexual molestation of nearly four hundred counts. What? Yes. Okay. How does it get to the number four hundred? Before what? Not 400 people, but 400 okay. counts. Oh, so, multiple counts per okay. child. My gosh. He had a lake cabin oh, and no. took the girls out there a couple times, and they spent the weekend with him. And it was never just them two. It was other children, too. Oh, no. no, no. Oh, so, no. he was suspect number one. He's a monk? hmm So... He said he had nothing to do with it. Sure, Jan. Yeah, no. All of the victims in his defense, all of his victims were male. Mm-hmm. So, he did in the early 90s take two polygraph tests. Not that it matters, but he passed both. And so the parents were like, "He didn't do it." I don't think they ever really thought he did it. I think it was just they were well. Just, sure, if they were right, sex offenders in the area, sex offender in the area, yeah. he was around your children. Could it possibly have did been they him? Know him? They knew him. The girls had went with him. He was at their church. Okay. And so the girls had went and spent the weekend a couple times with him at this cabin. And so you know, obviously the cops were like, "Well, it could have been." Well, that suspect looks yeah. suspicious. Yeah, he does look suspicious. So, suspect yeah. number two is Michael J. I always have the hard names. Bartoszowski? I'm not even going to spell it because it's all the S's and K's and I's. It's Minnesota. Figure it out, guys. So, in 1974, he lived six blocks from the Rikers. He was arrested in 1978. For the stabbing death of Michelle Talbot, who was eight years old, okay, why does her name sound familiar I don't know so stabbing a young girl not not a in nineteen seventy four he lived yeah. by okay. that family wow. in nineteen seventy eight four years later, he was arrested for murdering an eight year old girl in Colorado by stabbing her to death. He was a tall, awkward guy um did you say? sexually assaulted in any way or just stabbed she Susie was not okay. I mean I know like the clothes the sister off. big sister Mary was found in 40 feet of water and had been there for weeks so, so who kind knows of, yeah, it destroyed body, it and it was 74 yeah. so who, you mm-hmm. know they did find DNA on their persons and clothing mm-hmm. but it didn't say if it was semen or fingernail yeah. or- So, anyway, so this Michael guy, they thought he might have been the guy that was outside the store. Mm. Because somebody did come forward and say, hey, we saw that guy outside the store the day that the girls went missing. So, you know, then Jacob Younger was like, maybe that was the guy that, that, you know, that she was talking about. about. Yeah, maybe that was him. Never went anywhere. So, so now we have those two suspects. They both look bad. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So, suspect number three, serial killer, Harvey Carrington. Who is that? He murdered lots of people in several states in the 60s. Um, He was sentenced to death in Alaska. But it was overturned, isn't it? And he was released. Whoa, whoa, okay. Yeah, what? Yeah. So he was arrested and charged with murder and got the death penalty in the sixties in Alaska. What was it overturned? For? Like, what? Don't know. We may have Taking to cover. We may have to cover him. Taking off and the we, tables, one thing, but being like completely get, overturned, get released. Who, yeah. Who knew? Who Who knows? Well, we may have to cover okay. him. Okay. So this happened in Alaska. So maybe we'll do him in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was released. In 1973 and 1974, he terrorized Minnesota hitchhikers. Okay, he abducted women off oh the streets, sexually assaulted and killed them. September the eighth, 1974, two 16-year-old girls, June Lynch and Lisa King, he um, lured them into his car in Minneapolis, raped and bludgeoned them to death. Oh my god! The next week, Gwen Burton. He snatched her in a parking lot, bludgeoned her, and left her for dead. She didn't die. Thank God. Then he assaulted two young girls on September 18th, 1974. They escaped and survived. Two days later, on September the 20th, he abducted and killed Kathy Schultz. His M.O., he used a hammer. He used the oh hand to sexually oh. assault them, which makes me want to throw up. Oh. I told you he was terrible. And would use the hammer end to oh. bludgeon them to death. Mm. How have I never heard of this guy? I haven't either. So this He did si- all of this after in, he was in, released for murder in the sixties. So he did all he did all these things I just named off. Were they not keeping a close eye on him in the month of September? I, I mean, even if you're released, is there a uh, probation? It was seventy-four. Oh uh, who knows? This is the seventies. All I, don't, I can say yeah. is, I hope things are a little different now. I because that's. yes. Is, uh. So, like I said, his Holy crap. since a knife was used with these girls, yeah. and that wasn't his mo, they don't think he was necessarily the killer. But he was tab dancing all around where they lived the same time, the month of September, that these two girls that this happened to. Yeah, and to be devil's advocate into that theory, it's maybe it was a, a crime of opportunity. He didn't have a hammer on him when he saw them. or I mean, who knows? I don't know. Right. I mean, sometimes they might change their weapon. Right. If they don't have something. I don't know. Wow, what was that? Three? Yeah. Okay, so this brings us to so suspect. They're all number. guilty. They're they're all something. guilty. They're all guilty of something. Do we know that they're necessarily guilty of these murders? Wait, so this no. the guy, the serial killer Carrington. Yeah, Carrington. Where's what happened to him? Did he end up? They they caught him. I'm assuming for all this other yes, stuff. And yes. did he go to yes. prison? Yes. So yes. he never admitted anything. I mean, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Not that he would. Right. Suspect number four. Lord have I'm mercy. telling you. I'm like, how is all this bad shit and these bad people right under your nose at oh, the God. same time? I mean, it's just, I mean, uh, I'm i sure we'd probably all be freaked out about weird, bad, horrible people mm-hmm. that are around us that we don't know. Yeah. So, um, suspect number four. Traveling carnival worker. He kidnapped and killed two Maryland sisters in 1975, a year after the Riker sisters. A woman says she was attacked and sexually assaulted at the same quarry by a man in his late teens who told her his name was Lloyd and he was a carnival worker. She said she'd met him across the street from Zare's, the store that the girls were at, and decided to go to the quarry where they walked and talked. Then his mood suddenly changed. He sliced her pants with a sharp knife and hold, told her to do what he said or she would die. She said he had a scar on his left eyebrow. Yeah, so her name is Georgianne. And she said, you know, he was new to town, he had just moved there, and so they got to talking, and he was trying to make friends, and so she was just friendly girl, and she was like, okay, well. So anyway, so they go off of the walk, talk, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So he sexually assaulted her, told her his fantasy, which included his fascination with sisters. Okay. So as he's doing this, with the knife, slicing her clothes off, sexually assaulting her, car pulls up at the quarry. So she's Mm -hmm. able to get away. She did report this to the police at the time. And then a few days later, she heard about the Riker sisters. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm pronouncing that wrong. Ricker. Anyways. So then she goes back to the place and she's like, "Hey, remember what just happened to me? Oh Did you ever think?" And I think they were like, him. "We don't think, I think it's, it's him. they were like, we don't think it's connected. We don't think it's connected." Okay. But she never stopped thinking about this, and she set alerts on her phone. All these years later for Lloyd or Carnival worker, and in 2014, her alerts went off. Sisters Sheila and Katherine, ages 10 and 12, walked to the mall to see the Easter exhibits. And they were never seen, ag- seen again. Police never found their bodies. Witness accounts say the girls were seen talking with an unknown man. What was Lloyd's last name? I Don't know. Wait, here it is. I just flipped my page. I'm Googling him right now. In 2014, convicted sex offender Lloyd Welch was Welch. named as a person of interest. When she saw this, she reached out to investigators in Maryland and gave them her info. Even Lloyd's girlfriend's name. Because when he was doing all this and sexually assaulting her, he told her his girlfriend's name. They knew it was Lloyd that attacked Georgianne. Once she said the girlfriend's name, that girl had traveled across the U.S. with him. Welch was charged in the girl's murder. He pleaded guilty to felony first degree murder in 2017 and was sentenced to 48 years. Ann was actually subpoenaed to testify as a pattern witness in his case. All those years later. This happened in 1974. In 2017, she was called as a pattern witness in his conviction. I think it's this guy. I mean, I've never heard of this case until now. But that all... Oh, my goodness. I mean, I'm it, freaking I'm out. like, any of these... It's like all of these people, any of these people, except for the monk, because he liked little boys and... Or the guy with the hammer. I mean, I don't know. They're yeah. all suspicious. They're definitely all suspicious and guilty of something. Yes. So, last but not least, Herb Notch. Mm. I know. So, he was on the police's radar since 1976. When Herb... Is it Herb or Herb? Either way, he's a psychopath. So, he and another boy... um. Kidnapped a 14-year-old girl from a <laughs> convenience store in St. Cloud, Sue Dukowitz. While she was working, they took her outside of town, sexually assaulted her, then Herb pulled out a knife and stabbed her and left her for dead. Yeah, no, know. I love your faces. <sighs> Which was very similar to what happened with yeah. the sisters. Yeah, it is. He was 17 years old. When this happened, um, they took her out, like I said, to the gravel pit, sexually assaulted her, pulled out a knife, stabbed her multiple times. Like, it was very... Okay. Yeah, now I'm thinking it's this guy. I told you. But he has an accomplice. He has an accomplice. Yeah. So they tie her hands, cut open her shirt with a knife, cut off her bra and underwear, and stabbed her they left her she crawled over a mile to get help yeah they were both arrested and charged with attempted murder rape robbery and kidnap wow. herb got 40 years he was paroled after 10 and his accomplice got 7 which like i said does not seem like does not seem like very long no it doesn't so so herb's accomplice was a man named Russ Platt's. Hmm. They met in high school. They went to an alternative school together, and they also worked at the grocery store that the girls went to to get their school supplies. They were both baggers there. Okay, that's That's extremely suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Platt said early on he thought that Notch might be involved because he remembered him always playing with a knife and him sitting in his car on his days off. And watching people, my um, goodness, like a huge creeper. I mean, I watch people when I'm in my car, but I'm not sitting there playing, playing with, with a with knife. knife. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that weird kid Ugh. in high school that always had like a Zippo lighter. Do you remember that kid that would like zip it on his pants and like light it? No, is this like this? <laughs> this like the cockfighting thing? <laughs> you didn't. Have, where did I go to school? Surrounded <laughs> by weirdos. You, they, you can make a light with a zipper if you have a Zippo lighter. There was always this guy at school, but he it's, would, like, sit in the lunchroom, and he would, like, flip it on his leg, run it across, and it would catch on fire, and then he would clip it shut. And they would just do that over and over again. And he always wore black. He's probably a surgeon now. He's probably hot. His, his glow-up's probably like Khloe Kardashian. That kind of lighter? A Zippo. You don't know what a Zippo lighter is? Yeah. yeah. But what do you do with it to make it good? He would like. (laughs) People know what I'm talking about. They're listening to this. Okay. I'll have to show you. Write us in if you know what the hell. Send us a a video of you zipping it on your pant leg and lighting it. Anyways, we digress. Okay. Now I'm lost. I'm sorry. So, 26 days after the girls went missing, it was actually Platts and another guy that found the girls. Whoa, okay, so Herb was not the guy. It was, okay. Herb didn't find them. Okay. Platt's and Herb met in school. They worked together at That's the grocery weird. store. So then it just so happened to be That's Platt's so is weird. the one with another friend that found the girls. Okay. So I, the guy's rock climbing. Yes. Okay. So he asks Herb, hey, do you know anything about this? And he just said, he hissed at him like a Shh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's really what his sounds like. He hissed him. But he thought he might be involved. That's why he asked him. He even went to the police and was like, hey, I don't know about this guy. Blah, blah, blah. Police asked him questions. He didn't have, they didn't have any reason to believe it was him at the time. I mean, enough to keep him. They actually did a psych, a psyche eval on him. Well, how did they do a psych, They did a psyche eval when they were questioning. I guess her. they called him a psych person in. Anyways, and the psych person said he was uh, fearlessly savage, and he had a uh, he had a fearlessly savage quality about him. Also described him as a very dangerous person in the right situation, oh my goodness. and a homicidal individual. What the heck did they talk about in their session to make him? I don't know. So, I know this is all a lot of information about this last guy, Mm -hmm. and it's terribly confusing. So, let me just like three by five it. Sure. So, Herb and the Platts guy met in school. Yep. They're working at the grocery store. The girls end up missing. He thinks he had something to do with it because he's like, yeah, it's kind of off or whatever. He denies it. Cops investigate. He takes two polygraph tests, passes them both. He's free. Mm -hmm. Fast forward. Two years after that is when the Platt's guy and Herb Notch kidnap the 14-year-old girl and do all those things. Got it. That's, I find it odd. So when Platt went to the police and said, hey, this guy's suspicious. Yes. This was before they committed yes. their other crime. Yes. So, At this point, there had been no crime yeah. committed by the Platt's guy. Okay. He was just like, hey, I work with this guy. I think he's kind of a creeper. It is kind of odd that he went to... To commit, yeah, that he, with him. If he, he remained came. friends with him. Mm-hmm. He is one who found the body. Anyways, yeah. it just is all very that's too too close. So they got caught years after the murder. Okay, that makes sense. After the girls mm-hmm. had been murdered, two years after that is when they committed their crime, and that's when they got on the yes, radar. And that's when they got on the radar. And that's when they were arrested. And so the Platts guy did seven years. He stayed out of trouble. Like I said, Herb got 40, was paroled after 10, Mm -hmm. but then he was arrested again in 1988 after his girlfriend accused him of kidnap, rape. Jeez. Yeah. So he was found guilty of false imprisonment and burglary and did some time for that, was released. In 1992, he sexually assaulted another female by tying her up. Mm. He fled to Arizona where he used his brother's ID for 14 months. His brother at the time was in prison for murdering his roommate, so this whole family is effing crazy. Why would he use that ID? He couldn't use his. He'd been in. A, I would been arrested three times, he so did not find a cleaner, yeah. Who? Yeah. So, anyways. So, yeah. So, um, if we were playing a drinking game, how many times I just said so in that one sentence, <laughs> we would be under this table. So he was on, see, on the run for for uh, fourteen months. When he finally was arrested, he was acquitted. Of the crimes and did no time, ends up getting married and having kids and living what? happily ever after. Yes. Yes. What age was he when he was acquitted? And like just. I mean, he had to be. He in was his, a teenager at the time of. You know, he was goodness. 17 at his first crime in the 70s. He was 17. So this is 92, he 93. Jeez. So. I wonder why I was acquitted. It's, maybe not enough evidence. Who knows? Yeah. Old judicial reach-around. I'm saying. I'm saying. So, fast forward to this year. This year? Yes. Several months ago, the Riker girl's mother receives a phone call from a guy saying that there was a 50-year-old man admitted to a St. Cloud hospital. He is in room 549, dying of liver failure. And uh, after years of heavy drinking, he's basically about to die it was her notch so mom goes to the hospital and confronts him and is basically like you're on your deathbed so he might as well tell me no he wasn't the one that called an anonymous person called and told her okay you might want to check this out this may be of interest to you he's dying he's in the hospital blah 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 so she goes and uh asks him point blank just tell me just tell me you killed him just tell me what happened what you know and he said look i'm already going to hell for the things i've done but i didn't do this i'm not he wouldn't tell her anything wow and then he died wow so here we are no one has ever been convicted of the crime it remains unsolved to this day They've tested all the DNA, but they have zero matches so far. Basically, at this point, the person that did it is probably not alive anymore. I mean, this was the 70s, and these were all... Yeah, they're probably long gone. The money, the reward money is up to 50000 And so... The mom basically took it and used it for something good and founded the Tri-County Crime Stoppers. Aww. And they used that money for posters yeah. and flyers and things to raise awareness of other awesome. missing yeah. girls or murders or whatever in the area. So, yeah, it's unsolved. And it's been a. What really is killing me is the, um, her diary entry. But her, what, what's Yeah. So she wrote. She must have had some kind she of had an interaction there with was something yeah That is what's maddening here is that she had some type of interaction with someone prior to this and thought it was you know minute something was dark about it absolutely th- why would you gosh yeah So if you have any information anybody yes. You can call 320 251 4240 for any tips, if you hear anything, if you know anything. So, I know it's a crazy case. There's 700 suspects, it's all over the map. It's, it's this serial yeah. killer's from Alaska, this one's a monk, this one did 5,000 other crimes. It's just, it's crazy. This is one I feel like. I have to learn more about, it's just... <sighs> it's a lot. I think it's the... That's why I'm, it's woof. took me, I mean, it, it's like there's, there's so much information about so many people and the timelines, it's yeah. backwards and forwards and when did this, ha- so anyways. I feel like it's I hope I didn't probably... I everybody the- too bad. <laughs> no, I, I think it's one of the last two guys. Definitely. They're both stabbers and... Definitely. All kinds of yeah. stuff. I think it's one of them. I, I don't really think it's the notch guy. I think it's the one before. The The one that... The hammer guy? No, the one that was convicted of killing the sisters in Maryland. That's strange. That's, That's very super strange. strange. He took her to the quarry. The carnival guy. The carnival okay. guy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wait. Was that... Um, and now I'm confused between them. Yeah, I think he... Mm-hmm. I think it's either him or, or Herb. The hisser, yes, yeah. That, ugh. Yeah, I can see him just being. And also, if you're a true blue psychopath on your deathbed, you don't have to. You he he would not get any pleasure, or he wouldn't like why feel not good about staff? it. He's not he he doesn't care. Maybe he he just is getting off on the fact that she doesn't know. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just, like he it's does he has person. no reason to tell None. her. He obviously doesn't have empathy no. or whatever. None. None. So Well and that's what the, the notch guy had said, um in an interview with I think it was Fox Nine. He did an interview with them and he said when he stabbed the the Sue Dukowitz Yeah. He had no remorse. It was like you hit yeah. a bug on your windshield. He just didn't care. There was nothing. So, yeah, he was a psychopath, but who, I mean, who knows? Like I said, there's, yeah. of all those suspects, there's so many that could have done it that. That is so frustrating. And there's no DNA. Why has no one's family joined ancestry like you, Lacey, and put their DNA out? If you or someone you know lives in Minnesota, convince your entire family members. 100%. To- the only person I know from Minnesota is Rose from the Golden Girls. So they had DNA from the body. So they have it. They have the DNA. The killer's DNA. They have some DNA. It's not the girls, but
1: they, it was also
0: 1974. So how many people were out there? Who could have touched it? Who was there? I mean, I, I don't know if the but crime they, scenes were did they were run DNA on all these suspects? Well, all these suspects have been in prison, so, so they've yeah. got their DNA. And it didn't match to them then, so. I mean, I don't know. That's a very valid point. Are you necessarily DNA'd if you go to jail? Prison? I know you're fingerprinted, but, like, is your DNA taken? See, I know things have changed a lot since the 70s, and I some uh, databases stay in certain places, so I don't know. I don't really it. We're going have to look into that. Yeah. We'll get back to you. I mean, it is possible that. That they didn't. That I who knows what they were doing in the seventies. Brother, this case. So, um, let's switch gears onto something. Let's switch. Maybe more uplifting? Question mark. mark. Do you have any new year's resolutions? Oh my (laughs) god. That I have to say on air no. It's twenty twenty one. Well, almost. It's it's still twenty twenty here. We're recording on the thirtieth, but it's almost a new year. It's almost a new year. Oh my goodness! I just don't want to put any you don't want vibes out there, or anything because let's tread lightly on (sighs) twenty twenty one. Let's let's nurture it. Let's hold off. (laughs) Yeah, let's hold off a few. Let's get into the day, couple days of twenty twenty one. Tiptoe into twenty twenty one with no expectations. None. Yeah. Do you? Do you have any? Not really. um, Read more. Do Read me. more. I feel like that's all we do. <laughs> do more yoga. Read more, <laughs> oh. <laughs> not crimey Read stuff. More, well, no, because I love thriller books. Read more for pleasure. I guess maybe. Yeah. Read more. What fiction? Fiction. There you go. There we go. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good one. Read more fiction. I don't really like the whole New Year's resolution I don't either. I like making like plans and goals, but not necessarily when it's January first. I kind of like it doing it on my birthday. Did the 40 before 40 and it this year sucked the air out of that like i still Aww. had several to do and it got yeah. squashed so i think that we just need a do-over of this year yeah i agree let's i'm just keeping my fingers crossed that 2021 is better so it has to be it has to be if any of you have new year's resolutions or don't want to have any new year's resolutions let us know Send us an email at United States of Murder at com or slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs. What are we doing next week? I don't know if we decided yet. Mm-hmm. Let's let them decide. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. You well, guys pick the state. We'll post something of some kind and... On our uh, yeah, we'll Instagram and Facebook, out. and you guys suggest. Ooh. It doesn't even have to be a state. We could do, like, you could say, like, mysteries or kidnappings or crazy crimes. I don't know. Yeah. We could do that for the new year. Yeah. New year, new year, new <laughs> <laughs> world. New- we'll new figure York. something. Yeah. <laughs> but. Anyways. All right, that's it. That's My it. My brain's I'm fried. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. Check us out on social media on Instagram at United States of Murder. Buy a t shirt. Yeah. Buy a sweatshirt. Buy a mask. Buy a sticker. Buy a sticker. We'll review and we'll give you a free yeah, sticker. We will. And I've actually sent out a few of those. Awesome. So, uh, can I have one? <laughs> yeah, I have <laughs> so, so many, many more left. <laughs> so join us next week. Bye. Bye.